Welcome to Westchester Words, Education, EdTech, and Publishing. I'm Nicole Tomasi, and today I'll be talking with Paul J. Kreka, President and CEO for Westchester Publishing Services and Westchester Education Services. He'll be discussing his experience in education publishing, how that inspired him to launch Westchester Education Services, and the strategies that have made the company successful. Paul, thanks for being here today. My pleasure, Nicole. Looking forward to doing this. Awesome. So let's begin with you telling our listeners about your background. Oh, sounds good. I uh, got my undergraduate degree from Rutgers University, a BA in accounting, and actually an MBA in finance, both from Rutgers University on the North Campus. So I was a commuting student during those years. I started my career as an auditor with uh, Ernst & Young, which was Arthur Young at the time I joined the firm in 1979, gosh forbid, long time ago. Uh, from there, I moved to Dun & Bradstreet, where I spent 10 years, lastly as CFO of Dun & Bradstreet International. From D&B, I moved on to Marvel Comics, which often gets a lot of attention, but as their general manager and CFO. After three years with Marvel, I joined Hates Cross Communication, probably a name that no one will recognize, uh, but it was an investment holding company for numerous publishing businesses, primarily K-12 educational publishers, including names such as Sundance Newbridge, Triumph Learning, and Options Publishing. I was CFO of Hates Cross for seven years and then lastly CEO for three years. It was with my Hates Cross uh, experience where I gained a deep background and experience in U.S. K-12 educational publishing. So after, after Hates Cross, you then joined Westchester Publishing Services in 2014. And when you did so, were you already visualizing what would become Westchester Education Services? When I did join Westchester, uh, there with its reputation for top quality publishing services, yes, I did have a glimmer that one day I would start an educational publishing related product line uh, within the Westchester brand. So yes, I did have that thought, you know, coming into Westchester in 2014. So tell me what it was about Westchester's structure at that time that made you think that it could offer a solution for Westchester Education Services clients that no other vendor in the marketplace was offering or could match. Well, aside from Westchester's reputation for top quality publishing services, I wouldn't say it was anything about having to do with Westchester's structure. Uh, it really had more to do with uh, my perception that there was a market need with not a lot of competition and some background here is necessary. Up until the 2008-2009 uh, economic crash, U.S. K-12 publishers, including imprints owned by Hates Cross, very often engaged third-party firms known as packagers to create new product for them following the specs that they provided. Before the 2000, uh, 2008, 2009 crash, there were a good number of packagers in the market which publishers could choose from. But following that crash, when local, state, and federal monies for education were hit hard because local property taxes, state sales taxes, and federal income tax revenues were all down, publisher spending with third-party packagers dried up, and many went out of business. And from the research I had done and discussions with many educational publishers and experts, 
even in 2016, packagers had not returned to the market. So I saw a, a gap, a market for product development uh, by third-party vendors that was not being fulfilled. So from what you're telling me, obviously, you you gave this a lot of consideration. You did a lot of research. And then there was your previous knowledge from Hates Cross. How did all that go into the strategy or mission that you had in mind for Westchester Education Services? Well, certainly from my experience with Hates Cross, I had many contacts across the education industry who I did speak with prior to launching Westchester Education Services. But from the beginning, it was clear to me that I was committed to focus on the supplemental educational publisher market, that we would not attempt to service the large basal publishers producing basal programs often done by the what I refer to as the mega publishers like Pearson and McGraw-Hill. That's not to say we were not going to seek engagements from those large publishers for supplemental materials used in the classroom, but we just weren't able, we weren't going to be able to compete with large, uh, large for Indian firms specifically uh, for basal type programs, but also that our product development services, and this was part of the vision in the creation and authoring of new client product would be done almost exclusively by U.S.-based education publishing experts. This critical work, the development of educational materials, which would be used to teach U.S. school uh, classroom children, would be created entirely by U.S. employees and freelancers. This, I'm sure, has everything to do with a very bad experience that I had back at Hates Cross when we engaged offshore vendors to create new product for U.S. Uh, US publishers uh, for, for our imprints, and that just frankly did not work out very well. So I was committed from the beginning that Westchester Education Services would, uh, would really be an entirely U.S. product development-based organization. Paul, with the commitment that you had in mind that from the beginning, Westchester Education Services was going to be an entirely U.S.-based product development organization, tell me, were there any other significant challenges you felt needed to be overcome as you were launching the division into the marketplace? Well, there were two. First was finding really the person to lead this effort, this new startup, uh, this new startup product line, startup division. Um, after several months of networking with the people I've known in the education space from Hates Cross, it was very difficult to find the right person. So finally, we went out. I went out and engaged a professional recruiting firm, Burt Davis Executive Recruiting, which is highly respected, well known, and perhaps the top uh, recruiting firm in uh, in the publishing space. And ultimately, they found and I hired Kevin Gray, who is now the president and chief content officer of Westchester Education Services. The second challenge which any startup business faces is building a following uh, with your, you know, your target clients. Uh, Westchester already had a strong sales and marketing team, so with WES, um, we would certainly leverage that. But I was also able to attract a nationally known and highly respected name to our effort, to Westchester Education Services, and that is Marie Brown. Marie Brown was a product development icon way back into the 80s, and her company was known for its quality creation of ELA content. She sold her business in 2012, and after five years in retirement, I 
was able to convince Marie to come out of retirement and come on and join the WES team as a consulting managing editor for our ELA product line. I remember those, you know, when she came out and, and to join our effort. And it definitely was a great shot in the arm to have somebody as well respected as her aligned with our brand. Right, exactly. Um, Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to have friends. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> it certainly is. So, Paul, every company, of course, faces unexpected obstacles. But when you're sitting there doing a business plan, you don't sit there and factor for a pandemic. At least I don't think you do. So walk me through how Westchester Education Services adjusted its strategy uh, over the last 12 to 18 months to continue supporting our clients during such challenging times. Well, there's no question that uh, we were hit, Westchester was hit, Westchester Publishing Services was hit, Westchester Education Services was hit by the pandemic. I would say that uh, bookings work for WES was down as much as 35% as a result of the pandemic. But our business model for education services is based on I mean, a relatively small number of in-house editorial and production staff, i.e. employees, and maintaining a large, very large network, over 500 freelance professionals who can, can who can fulfill just about any conceived K-12 project that clients might bring to us. We could not hire in-house the diversity of talent to satisfy all the possible needs that our clients might have. So this model with, again, few uh, employees on staff and and using a large network of freelance talent allows us to scale the business very quickly uh, and react very effectively to both um, upticks in the business and also downturns, particularly something like driven by the pandemic. Did you find though that you know as as everything kind of you know came into a little bit better focus with the pandemic that there was a shift in either the amount of um, project bookings that were coming in or the type uh, that allowed us to adjust the freelance resources or the freelance professionals to meet those changing needs? Well, Nicole, thanks for that very leading question. Um, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, as anyone, or as you might guess, uh, there was definitely a shift to online digital delivery of educational materials. As classrooms got pushed to home learning, obviously using hard copy materials, books, workbooks, et cetera, became obviously very, I mean, next to impossible, if you will. So the demand for online digital delivered content exploded, where I would have to say before the pandemic, the ratio might be 60% to print and 40% digital. It probably shifted to 70, 80% digital, the balance being very small demand for print-related content, purely because it it couldn't be used during the pandemic. And there wasn't enough good educational content in the market for digital delivery. So the demand for digitally delivered product certainly was benefited from the pandemic. So now we're about four years out since Westchester Education Services has launched. How do you think things are going? Well, I certainly wish we didn't have the pandemic to contend with over the last 16 months. I mean, certainly it's affected our growth rate. It's slowed our our growth rate. Aside from that, um, I'd have to say I couldn't be more pleased. 
You know, we've already taken uh, the business beyond offering the core four subject areas, ELA, math, science, social studies, to offering um, ELT, ELL, which is English language training and learning, CRE, culturally responsible education, SEL, social and emotional learning. And we're now launching into career tech education or CTE. It's been, really been a growth engine for Westchester Publishing Services. And the outlook is very bright. So once again, I really couldn't be more pleased at where we are today and and what the future holds. Uh, Unlike the downturn that you talked about earlier with the housing bubble and the Great Recession in 2008-9, and really it dragged on for a long time until, until we came out of it, at least this time there is a lot of federal support for schools and education and, you know, CTE education as well, in addition to K-12. So I think that's going to help, you know, the space do much better coming out of all this. If there is a bit of a silver lining from the pandemic, it certainly has opened the eyes of government and administrators around the country and around the world, frankly, to the special needs of students uh, when they're not in the classroom and the special needs of having to educate, you know, remotely. And, and that certainly has brought to the front the challenges that many students face in actually the learning process. So, and in, in again, a small silver lining in the overall negative effect of the pandemic. Absolutely. Going forward, what do you think is next for Ed- Westchester Education Services? Well, in the uh, Westchester Publishing Services, a couple of years ago, we launched a branch in the uh, in the United Kingdom, which was modeled after our 50-year-old Westchester Publishing Service Book Services Company, which services book publishers such as Macmillan and Harvard University Press and names like that. But within the last six months, we have also launched an education services line in the UK. And the UK is also the branch which will service the rest of world publishers uh, throughout Europe, even touching into Asia and into Latin America. And we're already actually getting some exciting traction in each of those markets. Uh, Certainly the uh, demand for US and UK curriculum-based content is strong in countries outside the US and the UK. So we have a uh, we have a, a good opportunity to actually service well outside the U.S., and I look forward to the possibilities uh, with the rest of the world and in the U.K. It certainly sounds really exciting, and you know, certainly having watched this division kind of you know rise up from an idea to where it is now, it's been really interesting to watch, and I've enjoyed the trajectory, and I can't wait to see what happens in the future with it. Paul, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with me and our listeners today about your vision for Westchester Education Services and how you made it a reality. It would be remiss if we left this uh, discussion without me giving credit really to the people who have made this happen. The team, Kevin's team, we brought together and they've really stepped up. They believe in the vision and, and they're really the ones that have made this happen. And it's frankly, without them, that this would not be the success that it is today. I mean, Kevin, Dave Ballas, and all, you know, all of the team there really 
really deserve all the credit. I mean, the idea is one thing, but actually the execution uh, of uh, of that idea is really uh, to their credit, well, for which thank I you. thank them. Yes, and they deserve thanks. And thanks to your leadership and being able to retain and bring in the kind of talent who, who share that passion and vision for quality educational content, because it is a team effort. So, and actually it also kind of leads into what her next episode is going to be about, because I'll be talking with Kevin um, and then in the next episode after with Dave about how they executed on that vision. That's so great. Thank you That's for the lead in, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nicole. It's been a treat telling the story about Westchester Education Services. Thank you again. Okay, take care. To learn how Westchester Education Services can help your company with your content development requirements, complete the short form on the Contact Us page of the Westchester Education Services website. That's at westchestereducationservices.com, and we'll get back in touch with you quickly. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Westchester Words. You can follow us on your favorite streaming platform to be notified about new episodes as they become available or to listen to previous episodes. You can also find all of our episodes plus additional content that's been shared by some of our guests on the podcast page of our website, westchestereducationservices.com. You can also send us an email at westchesterwords at westchesteredsvcs.com to share your thoughts or comments about today's discussion, as well as what content you'd like to hear Westchester cover in future episodes. I hope you'll join us for the next episode of Westchester Words when I'll be continuing the conversation that started with Paul by speaking with Kevin J. Gray, President and Chief Content Officer for Westchester Education Services. Until then, stay safe, be well, and stay tuned.